Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the More Than Muscle podcast. It's me, trainer Greg McBride, a.k.a. Mr. More Than Muscle, and we're going to get into it. Let's just start. I want to talk to you guys a little bit, recap about what's been going on in my life. I'm still in the middle of prep, been killing it. I finished my two NPC shows, did very well. First show, I got all first places in every category that I competed in. So pumped about that, qualified me for nationals. Went on to nationals, placed in the top five in the Masters 35 plus for classic bodybuilding. And then went into the Open and placed seventh. It was amazingly stacked classes. My uh, 35 plus class had so many great competitors. The guys that were in the top five, I think two or three of them also placed in the top five in the Open. So the 35 plus class is where it was at. Um. But we're talking about being a bodybuilder, so let's figure let's figure out exactly what we um need to do now. So we are in part three of this series. Part one, we talked about how important it is to understand the sport first. Why do you want to compete? Um, have someone to guide you. Find a professional, someone who's been involved in the sport to answer your questions. Um, beyond that, go to a show. Understand how it's run. The different divisions, uh, the different organizations, what that all looks like so you'll be prepared to actually commit to competing. In part two, we talked about the setup, the macro setup, the training setup. And those are two, two very important things, but how long you need to prep. Everyone needs to prep for a different amount of time. But that's what we covered in part two. Today, in part three, we are going to be talking about the mental side of prep. The mental side of getting ready for a contest. This right here is going to be what makes or breaks your success as a competitor. You can do everything you want to have the greatest outline uh, laid out plan. But if you can't handle it mentally, crack, 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 you're going to fall apart. Let's not have you fall apart. Let's talk about what you can expect when you're competing so you can have a more informed decision and be also more prepared for when you do that first show. So first, can you handle it mentally? What does that mean? Can you handle it mentally? One, let's start with the most important, I think, and that's your relationship with food. What is your relationship with food? What does it really mean to have a good relationship with food? Well, it's just like any other thing. If you have a relationship with someone else, a significant other, friends, what creates a great relationship in those situations? Um, understanding and having a beneficial relationship is not something that's going to harm you. Nothing that's going to be detrimental or set, having you have setbacks. That's what I uh, think about when I say a healthy relationship. So having a good relationship with food is having one that's going to benefit you. Now, if you have some kind of pre-existing conditions... Uh, eating disorders, that's going to already make it more difficult. And I may even tell you, maybe this is not for you. I do know some people who's competed in the past, who've had different issues. And yes, it's a challenge, but they found a way to work through it. Having support and a system set for you is going to be a major theme in those cases. So to measure or not to measure, (laughs) if you are going to be competing. I've said this many, many times. Track, 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 track. You're tracking everything. What will that do to you? 
what will that do to your relationship with food? I can give you a story of myself, but when I first competed, it took me a while to get off the train of thinking that I had to track every single thing to be healthy and to live my life. There was not anything that went in my mouth for almost two years that I didn't weigh and measure. Yes, it was exhausting. Yes, it might have been over the top, maybe not completely necessary, but that became who I am and that was what I did. So I in a way, developed a, a a habit of weighing and measuring, good or bad. You tell me, if you already have issues that will affect you psychologically, maybe weighing and measuring everything for aesthetic purposes is not the best option for you. So knowing that, apply it how you need to. Uh, cravings and binge eating. That is a big part of what happens to a lot of people in prep. Afterwards, there are so many people that glorify the the meals they have after. And I do it too. I love to show some of the food that I eat. Most oftentimes, I show you guys a large table just full of things, but that doesn't mean I ate all of that. That's why I go with a lot of friends so I can just sample things and we can share. But some people can't control that. And we'll talk about why it's hard to control later, but the binging and and the cravings that come about from being in prep are amazingly strong. Uh, there was a research done. Now this is back in I think World War II, but you know there was some some sketchy stuff done by some of the scientists out out in, in Europe, and they basically starve people to see what happens. And I know one thing that happened to me that was spoken about in this particular research was when people get really, really uh, hungry, when they're in the in the thralls of it, towards the end of, in the, in the deep into starvation mode, they start to dream about food. Now, I know I do this one for sure. My wife can attest to how often I talk about food. First of all, everything revolves around food because I'm always hungry. But the cravings are ridiculous. Sometimes I have to just get out and do something so I won't think about food, uh, throw things away so it's not in in the house. But the cravings are strong. I have so many dreams about food. I'll go through my social media, clicking and saving on all the different images of food. I'm going to eat that later. I'm going to eat this later. Oh, I love the way this looks. Let me just save that recipe. I'm going to come back to that. Food becomes your sole concern. So it makes it a little difficult to live a, a normal life, a normal life. But this is what you sign up for. So know that you will have strong cravings and the leaner you get, the worse it's going to get. So... Can you handle that side of it? But beyond the mental side, there's a physical side of thing. Body dysmorphia. What is body dysmorphia? It's when you can't see yourself for what you truly are. Now, this goes right along with any type of eating disorder. Body dysmorphia is also just as strong. Now, I think every person that competes has this to a certain degree. That doesn't mean you have to be like, you know, something that needs to have you committed, but I know every time I go into a gym and I look, I always feel small. Now, that's part of me being a competitor and me being competitive. I want to be better. 
And for the realm of bodybuilding, that's getting bigger and leaner, bigger and leaner, bigger and leaner. Those two things go hand in hand. So yes, I always look at myself saying I can be bigger, I can be leaner. Yes, there's going to be limitations to that. But if I already put limitations on what I can do, that's just going to knock me down from my full potential. So I'm always thinking, what can I do to be better? What can I do to be bigger? What can I do to be leaner? Again, if you already have a pre-existing condition, maybe you might want to take a step back before you commit yourself completely to uh, competing in a physique competition. Um, what can you expect? So in different stages, you're going to feel a different way. When you first start out, of course, you're going to be probably a little fluffy. Everyone is. And you're setting your prep up to peak right at that show. But as you start to get closer and closer to that show, you start to feel good. You probably about the month or two out. You're nice and full. You can see all the definition. Your muscle bellies are full. The carbohydrates and everything that you get to have. The glycogen storages are there. You can get a nice good pump. Those are kind of, that's the stage that most people really, really enjoy. You start out fluffy. Mid-stage, you look amazing. But as you get closer and closer to the show, you're going to probably not like the way you look. I struggle with this one a lot. I'm human. I am not any kind of super person or anything. When it gets to those last few days, last few weeks, I look at myself like, ugh, what are you doing? This isn't going to happen. You're not You're not where you need to be. You're not going to uh, uh, peak. You're not going to look good for a show. And there's a couple of reasons why that happens. One, because most times I'm, I'm depleted. Uh, I carb deplete, so I get really lean, really flat. So I don't get a pump. So I just feel small. I look small, uh, kind of grainy. And, and just honestly, a lot of people will call it it's a sickly kind of look. And that on top of being low energy, walking around like a zombie, it's not ideal. And it can really get inside your head. And if you don't have a good coach, Friends, support someone to let you know to shut up sometimes and get out of your head because my wife will tell me that all the time and I love her for it. She's like, could you stop? Because you do this all the time. And I know I do. And I know that there is a process that needs to be followed. And this is part of that process. Even though I know it every single time, I still find it be an issue for me, something that I struggle with. So prepare yourself for that. Prepare yourself for that doubt that you're going to get, the dislike you may have for your appearance in that moment, knowing that it's all just to peak at that perfect moment when you get on stage. So you'll have that happening as well. So you have the body dysmorphia, you have your relationship with food, the body image. My best advice is to know this in advance understand that if you have an issue beforehand maybe you don't do it unless you have a great system preferably a great coach who knows the ins and outs and have dealt with that with other clients as well those are going to be two things that'll save you all right so we talked about that but what happens to you you know why does all this happen when you get extremely lean what changes in you what changes in you uh, physically what changes in you Mentally, what changes in you metabolically? There's a lot of changes that happen to your body as you get leaner and leaner and leaner, pushing to the extremes of what your body can handle, all for the sake of aesthetics. Now, I hope that when you compete in a bodybuilding, it's not all about the aesthetics, but if you're competing, you're competing to look good. I also know that it helps me in other areas in life because I get 
to learn what I'm capable of. I push myself to the extremes and in this physical, mental battle, and it makes everything else in life look different. I talked to my uh, first coach, Brian Berkland, just yesterday, I believe it was. And we were talking about this side of thing, how, how we love bodybuilding and that when you go through a prep, for me, at least I line everything up. My life becomes more rigid. And if I excel in this, I will excel in that as well because everything is, it has to be regimented to where I, I can succeed. But also knowing that when I put myself through these, these uh, contest preps, I am like drained. I am pushing and I'm drained and I keep going and going and going. And once I complete it, you know, the mental aspect of, of the delayed gratitude or delayed gratification and and the discipline that it takes, I know everything else in life gets to be so much easier because I'm still working. I'm still doing everything else in my life. I'm still trying to be a great husband, a great father and and have time for friends and hobbies. But to then later on remove the, the prep mode everything else seems like a, a breeze. So that that toughness that comes from it, that's another reason why I like to do it. So I got a little sidetrack there, but let's get back. What happens to your body physically? Yes, I just said that you're getting leaner, you're dropping body fat, and your body is telling you what? What is it telling you? Well, hopefully that you're looking good, but also it's telling you that, man, we are not where we want to be. Your body loves homeostasis. It doesn't want to change. It doesn't want to get bigger. It doesn't want to get smaller. It's going to do its best to stay where it is. Now, I know we have the obese, obesity epidemic, but that comes from a setup that it's really bad with lifestyles, availability of food, and, and convenience. Those three things are what allow us to easily, more more readily gain weight knowing that our body loves a homeostasis but regardless that's what our body wants to do it doesn't want to go up or down so getting down gets even harder with those conditions that we have in our society especially in the united states so outside again the physical changes what are the the mental things that happen when you get to this extreme leanness I've talked about brain fog so many times, um, moodiness, the things that slowly creep up on you, you know, low libido, those changes in your hormones, that's kind of more on the metabolic side, but those all occur. I know I have to really be aware of my my emotions. My, my patience gets so thin. Uh, everything that annoys me gets magnified. Um, and on top of that, I'm hungry all the time. So it's hard to not talk about that and talk about yourself. You want to be involved with your friends, your family. You want to still be um, you want to still be aware of their concerns, their feelings. You want to still be able to focus on them, but it's hard not to think about yourself. So you have to take real real deep dive and account for how you're feeling and how you're responding to everyone else if you care about other people you know if you're out there all alone by yourself and you could just not focus on anyone else more power to you i don't have that luxury and i want to make sure my friends and family know that they're 
they're cared about and loved and I don't want to just be snapping on people and I don't want to treat people with uh, disrespect or do anything that I'll regret. So it's a struggle on that point, on that side as well to, to balance all that. But metabolically, we talk about how you're going to be depleting glycogen storages. You're going to be at a lower caloric intake because that's necessary to drop the fat you're going to be working on trying to maintain your lean tissue. So when you eat, the timing, how much you eat, all that starts to play a big factor. So your life is revolved around that food and training. But your your body is saying, hey, the leaner you get, the, the leptin and ghrelin, you know, that has to do with your your hunger cues, that, that starts to shift. Your body begins to tell yourself more and more and more that you're hungry beyond the regular regulation of that when you go periods without eating where it would tell you that you're hungry those those hunger cues become more intensified and and more frequent because you're in this lean state so not only do you have to deal with the regular cues and not eating because again you're trying to fight that so you can get to these extreme lows in body fat, it also gets intensified because you're lean. So you have more of a, of a fighting that you have to do within yourself throughout all this. And again, I've told stories about how I had to throw away food, put hot sauce on it, crumple it up, put it in the trash, throw water on it just so I can focus and say, okay, I'm not eating this. And it's it's a, a but again the psychological side of it what goes on in the head of a competitor if you don't have the support or if you're by yourself i can only imagine how tough it is i've been lucky enough to have great coaches great friends people involved in the sport that i build in the community staying involved in the community that would help if you don't have anyone else that you know that's competing that's when a good coach or something becomes important significant others friends people who no matter what, are going to love and support you because you are going to be going through some stuff. And that's the truth. Everyone gets there. If you don't, you probably didn't get to the uh, to your, your potential. That's the truth. Yes, it can get easier. You can start to fill out. You know what to expect, but it's always the same. It's always the same. I love it. Again, the journey for me is the thing to build and learn and get more toughness and and. and build up that that ability to fight you know it's again the journey if you don't love it you won't do it you won't be successful you have to really love you have to really enjoy it and know what you're getting into so post show i already talked about the ups and downs and how your body's craving this is a very important part post show what's going to happen to you post show body image what happens post show body image one, you're going to quickly lose that super shredded body that you had unless you do a very great job on your reverse diet. And that's something I'll encourage you to do. Learn, study, have someone that can work with you on that reverse diet. One, because it can really mess you up metabolically if you don't do it. Two, it can really mess you up mentally if you don't do it. And three, physically, it feels bad. I'll give one um, story about a post-show incident before I knew better how I ate. All right, no bragging here. This is not something I'm encouraging, not something I condone. 
But this was my first show. I had no idea. I was just excited to get back to being normal. Um, I don't have an issue. I love to drink, but when I'm in prep, I don't drink. So when I finished one of my shows, first thing I did, I had a beer in the car waiting for me. So I got in the parking lot, cracked open that beer, drank it. Great. Um, I love apple pies. This is probably over the top, but I ate an entire apple pie myself before I even got in the car, before I went out to go eat. So a beer, a whole apple pie, and we go out to this restaurant, just any old regular American fair um, restaurant. And I got this double bacon cheeseburger. Of course, got to go for the big gusto. I had a whole pizza. I had a side of wings, fries. I mean, a couple desserts. And this was just for me. When I say it this time, I normally don't. Like I said, now I share. But at that that particular moment, everything that I just mentioned was on my plate and I ate. Um, it got so bad that I had to have friends help me out because I was stuffed. But the thing is, I was full. I knew it, but my body was still telling me to eat. That's the post-show issue. If you're not regulating that, you're, you're again... That those cravings, your body's telling you, eat, 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 eat. It's trying to get you back to that homeostasis. It doesn't want to be there. It doesn't want to be in that lean state. So you have to work hard to slowly come out of that. So you're not, one, if you're going to compete again, put on a bunch of fat. But two, there are some people almost like, I'm not going to want to butcher this term, but gestational diabetes that women get when they get pregnant, you can have that type of effect on yourself as well coming out of a, a prep. So it's important to slowly increase. And we can talk about more how to do that in reverse dieting. But right now, just know that it's important to not just binge and gorge yourself after a show. Having one meal that's not over the top, great. But what often happens is once that starts, for me, that lasted for three, four, five days. And just to say, bluntly and that weekend i put on 30 pounds now of course 30 pounds a lot of that's just water inflammation but it was sickening that it hurt uh, my body throbbed my legs lower legs were swelling in my calves and my ankles were just uh with pitting edema so it's not ideal but we said that's that's the physical side but what happens mentally you're gonna look at yourself a body image those shreds are gonna be gone you're gonna be like oh and if you don't understand that that when you prep and you get ready for a show, that that's just a momentary thing. That's just you on the stage for one moment. If you think that you're going to stay like that year round and be healthy, you're sadly mistaken. That is not where you want to be. That's not where you need to be. Understand that you're there. Enjoy it. Get your photos. Look back at it. But don't think that that's where you're going to be for the extended period of time for the rest of the year, for the rest of your life. Not the case. Understand this is a phase. You're in and out, in and out. You're taking your time to get there. You're there for a very brief moment, a blink of an eye. And that's what it's for. Just compete and look great for that show. And then you're coming right back out of it to a more sustainable, manageable life, fitness level, weight, and level of leanness. Oh, the highs and lows, the highs and lows. Um, I already kind of spoke on reverse dieting and not overeating. But some people also do the opposite and they try to stay lean the whole time. I don't recommend trying to do that either. You want to get back to a normal state. 
if not for uh, mental health, for hormonal health. Your body's made to work at a specific level. And if you're not maintaining at that right level, a lot of bad things can happen. I'm not going to go any more details about that, but get back to your normal. I like to say as fast as you can, but again, get you a good coach that can take you through that and do it well. So let's just recap. These are the important things to think about. So we're prepping. This is part three. We're talking about the mental aspect, mental and physical aspects that you need to prepare yourself, what to expect for prep. One, need to know your mental state beforehand. If you have any kind of serious pre-existing conditions, maybe this is not going to be your cup of tea. Maybe this is not for you. Yes, I, again, know people that have gone through it and done it. Some have done very well. Some have put themselves in a deeper hole. So you have to be very careful if you're going to embark on this journey to compete in a physique competition, especially if you have any kind of pre-existing conditions, issues with uh, your relationship with food or your, your body image. Okay, so keep that in mind. The changes that happen with extreme leanness, you're going to have changes in your state, your mood. You're going to have changes hormonally. You're going to have changes, of course, physically. All this is going to be something that you're going to have to be ready for, the lethargicness, your lethargy. You're going to you have to be ready for the moodiness. Maybe um, when that testosterone starts to drop, you know, um, you know, just your, your vigor for life. You're going to be a zombie. You're going to have brain fog. You're going to not be able to necessarily think straight, especially at the very end. Be ready for that. And then post-show. Making sure that you have a planned post-show because it's going to change the way you look at yourself. It's going to change the way you eat. You don't want to come back binging. You don't want to be on a too high. You don't want to be too low. You need to find a way to manage through that. So those are the things that happen as you start to think about preparing yourself mentally and physically for what happens when you contest prep. I hope this episode has been very beneficial for you. This is all of the information from my experiences, uh, myself, uh, also prepping other people. But know that when you're taking yourself out on stage, when you're embarking on that journey, you want to be prepared for all aspects. So, hey guys, do it. Know where you want to be. Know what you need to do. Prepare yourself mentally and physically, and you can be successful. If you think this is a, a an episode that would be beneficial for someone else you know, please share it. Let them know to come check this out. Like it. This is the More Than Muscle podcast. So you want to be a bodybuilder part three. I thank you all for listening. And your likes, subscribes, and reviews will always help and be very appreciated. Until next time, be more than muscle.